Blog Talk Radio. Hello to all our friends and family around our beloved Tara. I think we're having trouble merging our calls together, so we'll give that just a second. Oh, there we go. Hello, everyone. And we have people listening to our calls from almost every country around the world. And a special hello to everyone who is listening to our call on the archives. Welcome to Dr. Catherine May's Blog Talk Radio Program Channel Panel. Today is Sunday, September 14, 2014. And today's show is our Ascension and Healing Training with Catherine and Sananda. And we are joined by our Arcturian friends and their beautiful healing ships. And I think, if I read correctly, we're going to also have joining us, the Council of Twelve from Parama Swarupa. No, this is Catherine. Uh, I'm sorry. That was a leftover from last week. Oh, okay. Um, But we might actually have a visit from Prime Creator. We'll see. Well, okay. (laughs) Thank you, Catherine. This is your co-host, Meg Davis, calling in from the greater Atlanta area in Georgia. And we have Catherine who is calling in from her beautiful home in High Falls, New York. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Meg. Oh, this is going to be a fun call. We have a surprise for everyone. We didn't announce it ahead of time that we're going to do um, a discussion today about allopathic medicine and the medications, the most commonly prescribed medications and what we think of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a little, I have two introductions for today, but first let's tell people who we are. So, because I know we have some new listeners and we want to welcome them and, and not just hit the ground running so they don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) So, I'm Catherine, Catherine May, and I'm a clinical psychologist, and my website is whoneedslight.org. 
by the way, we're almost ready to launch a beautiful new website. I'm so excited. It's going to be easy to use. Everything will be accessible. It's going to link our Facebook pages, our website pages. It's going to be just full of information. And, of course, there are many, many messages that I've brought through in the last couple of years. And we will be posting every single one of them. But um, bear with us, folks. It may take a little while to get all of them posted. But we will be doing that. And we will also have translations. And we'll have Sananda's new scriptures. And everything will be really accessible. It's a beautiful design. And our dear webmaster, Don, has been working daily on this to get it ready to roll out. And we are so, I am just so excited. I can't wait. Beautiful, bright colors, a completely different feel. It's going to be really fun. So um, that's coming up. And I also want to mention our Facebook pages which are Healing for Ascension Tour and Healing for Ascension Tour Group. So those, I'm going to let you continue now, Meg. I want you to give people your Facebook page. It's Meg Davis, my beautiful, smart, clever, so (laughs) overeducated. I'll have to agree with that, Catherine. Absolutely agree with that. Too many letters behind my name for anyone's good. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so I, uh, Meg Davis, I have a practice of acupuncture and Chinese medicine and nutrition in Georgia, small town Georgia. We don't even have a stoplight in my town, and I adore it. Mm. And um, we have a clinic there that is an alternative medicine clinic, and my Facebook page where I frequently post information about just what's up and coming on the, the cutting edge of nutrition and, and being able to be empowered to heal your body um, and unplug from the pharmaceutical matrix unless it's absolutely necessary. So I just sort of keep the physical side of things rolling on my Facebook page, which is Wisdom Within hyphen Meg Davis. And also... We have several people who are uh, requesting some personal consultations above and beyond what we talk about here, and I'm happy to help anybody with their personal um, health needs. So let me give you my email address. It's B as in boy, T as in Tom, W as in water, Davis, D-A-V-I-S, at gmail.com. And if we can't quite get to the pinpoint of what you're experiencing on the calls and on the Facebook page, then I'm more than happy to extend that conversation through email, and it's so much fun for me to do. We've got people in Paris, in Spain, in London, in China. I'm just loving it. So this is really fun, and we just get to make sure you feel supported as you're ascending and trying to make the best choices about your health. And that's it for me. Mm. Well, I said I had two introductions. I just, one is about the message I just sent out this morning. It took a while to write this. Um, 
I'll give you a little background about how this came to be. I was, I have been asked to, to do a message every day. So normally um, the show is considered, you know, this program is considered one of the messages. But today we had two because yesterday's message took a while longer to write. So yesterday um, I was talking with Creator. He kept coming through to talk with me, but several times it was just kind of um, talking to me, reassuring things about um, how life is going and and what progress we've made and about the messages. And, and I got a few visits from folks to thank me for doing the messages and so on. So it was a very friendly, um, but I didn't get the message, you know, to post. So I had some other things to do, and I said, okay, when I'm finished, I'll come back. And meanwhile, <laughs> Creator would call me, would call me up whenever he wanted my attention, which was about 20 times during the day. And the way they do it is by playing a song in my head. And this one, which is very funny, it's from last our last call. Um, I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. <laughs> I think that we should get together. <laughs> <laughs> and try them on to see. So this is Creator's favorite song these days, among others. But he's teasing me, you know. So whenever he wants to get my attention, he plays that song in my head. So that was going on a lot yesterday. And finally I said, you know, Creator, I really want to talk to you. And I said, I want to sit down and talk to you. He said, okay. And I said, you know, this waiting is really hard. And I'm trying very hard to keep my vibration up. I want to be a light like Sananda. I want to be just invulnerable to any of the things that are happening around me. I don't want to ever lose my hold on my light, but I feel like I'm kind of slipping a little because things are getting tiresome. And he said, I know, dear, and sat down and put an arm around my shoulders and held my hand and said, we'll wait together. And I was just in tears. It was just so sweet. We'll wait together. That's the solution. It stopped me in my tracks. I thought, oh, well, of course. That's all that's needed. It's just we accept their love. No matter what, no matter what's going on, we accept the love they're sending us. And then we wrote the message. And it took 
several hours yesterday, and I was getting it was getting late, and I was very tired. And I said, "Okay, Creator, I want this to be perfect. Promise me you will. I want you to make it perfect, and I will write it down just as you prefer it to be." And I said, "Is it perfect yet?" He said, "Not quite." So I said, "Okay, I'm going to have to go to sleep, and then I'll finish it in the morning." He said, "That's just fine." So I got up this morning and we worked on it some more. And I added several paragraphs and changed some things around. And I said, okay, is it perfect now? And he said, he, she said, it's as perfect as language will allow. And I thought, okay, that's good enough for me. And then we I said, okay, what what do you want for a title? Well, we went through <laughs> a number of titles. <laughs> Among them was all capital letters bold. Now. <laughs> Another one was if you only read one message this year, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I got the feeling it was like this is it folks if you can't grasp what they're trying to send to us through these words um, there probably aren't any words that can describe it so you'll have to do it through feeling and intuition. So this is what this message is. It's sort of the last word, capital L, capital W. <laughs> but as I was writing it, I just want I wanted I want to try and transmit to people what it feels like to be honored with these kinds of messages and that everyone can be honored in the same way if you call on creator and say i'm really i really want to do better that's when they flock to help you if you say i want you to change this in my life or i want you to change me to be a better person they'll go yawn and exactly how are we supposed to do that you know they won't they can't but if you say I really want to learn this I really want to do better at this you will have an arm around your shoulder and creator holding your hand and it can get you through anything So that was our first, that was my first announcement for today. We had another one to talk about from yesterday. (laughs) So anyway, I hope you'll all go and read the message. Anyone who hasn't gotten it by email can sign up on the website. Just go to sign in and you will get all the email messages in the future. But it's also posted on Healing for Ascension Tour 
on Facebook. And it will be on the website shortly. But don't expect that to be there as fast as if you are on the email list. Okay, so yesterday, Meg and I talked on the phone about what we were going to present today. Right, Meg? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sort of still laughing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From yesterday about that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is what's needed because both of us have worked in an area where we have seen, and for many years, well, I'm longer than Meg, but where I have seen the damage and the destruction in the wake of people being prescribed psychiatric medications. And we talked at the beginning, we said, okay, Meg, I'm going to leave it to you because your description was so perfect about what you have to avoid in this discussion today. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought Creator's message was, just, you know, personal for every single person <laughs> with what they bring to it. I was so grateful to Creator for for speaking what I needed to hear. But And there was a little flavor of it yesterday on the Facebook page where there was a person who posted something about the benefits of genetically modified food. And, mm-hmm. and I absolutely, Mama Bear, came out of my chair. Absolutely came out of my chair. And I had to text Alienora and said, you got to talk me down, girlfriend, because I'm about to go ninja. I'm going to go to And she's like, visually center, breathe. Visually center, breathe. It was a riot. And we can really laugh because we can so tell We can so tell where we go when something just wants to sweep us away in emotional reaction. So that was great. And it was just. I'm about to go ninja. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody was comforting me, and they were consoling me, and they were commiserating with me, and they were reprimanding me. It was great. So. But this is what happens when, I, when I've seen through my 12 years of practice the damaging effects of the toxins and the pharmaceutical drugs with my patients. Mm-hmm. Lives torn apart, early deaths, unneeded hospitalizations, real suffering. I'm talking these people can't go on their vacations in their RV brand spanking new because they're going from hospital to hospital. Mm. Children being removed from school because of too many antibiotics given to them. Losing a grade in school. We're talking real, real problems. And not to mention the ones that don't know that they're having a reaction to a chemical 
and they just think they've gone crazy. And marriages mm-hmm. break up, divorces occur, amazing things. And so when I asked Sananda, I said, Sananda, okay, what are we going to talk about? Let's come up with a topic. And we, we, I, I kept feeling into what he was, what we were trying to come up with. And I really wanted to talk about the pharmaceutical industry and as a pathway of taking back our power that we have given away and under coercion, really. It wasn't like we voluntarily said, here, Mm -hmm. take my life. This was a deep programming. And um, to start giving people hope, real hope from a industry that has manufactured hopelessness in most of us, where we are thinking that something we're experiencing is just going to be forever. And we mm-hmm. lose faith in our own body's ability to heal. So when we, when I was coming up with this and just doing a little research, more than I had already known, I felt the steam coming up my chakras <laughs> all the way up to I think there were actually flames coming out of my ears and I said, Sananda, you're going to have to come in here and help me because this needs to be calm and clear for my friends. So Catherine and I joked about calling in a, a Sananda healing drug to support the side effects of this discussion for all of us, which could be nausea, dizziness, rage, discomfort. Homicidal thoughts. Homicidal thinking. That Blurred would be mine. vision. <laughs> Dry mouth. <laughs> So the healer needs the healing to be able to connect with everyone in love and light and not and not um be lost. Be lost with the righteous indignation. So we were joking right. about that and but I think we've all felt that. All of us, everybody has a button with Mother yeah. Tara that just sends them through the roof. And mm-hmm. I wanna honor pollutants yeah. being, you know, yeah. spilled into our rivers or people being starved yeah. or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vaccinations and autism and fluoride in our water supply and our pineal gland and on and on. And mm-hmm. at the root of that rage, of course, is a profound love, absolute profound love for life and for your family and friends and for the earth. So we have to honor our... Know, honor that base of the rage, but but learn, as Catherine has helped me do with visual centering and the messages, is to learn to see it clearly without reacting and then just move on its behalf to correct it. Mm-hmm. So I want to, like you just asked, Creator, I want to really get this. I want to do better at being able to see it clearly, 
staying in my love and in my heart, not separating from that, and just move to correct it. Right. And so that's why I found that message so powerful. You know, when when Creator said, he said, you see, it's not the fault of the people who finally agree to put on uniforms or costumes of war. The responsibility for the entire plunge into mayhem and murder lies with someone behind the scenes, a clever manipulator who found it interesting and rewarding to create the whole debacle. Yeah. And I realized that doctors are pawns, just like the men and women who who put on their costume of war in honor to want to love and to support. And I really was grateful for this message with Sananda because I was moved into more loving forgiveness and compassion with Western medical doctors who I used mm-hmm. to think were the enemy. And that's who wait, good. wait, what did you say? The Western doctors who Western doctors were the enemy right. of health, which is just not true. So I received a big transmission on this activity for correction and for understanding and compassion and seeing three steps behind the doctors to the pharmaceutical companies and that farther back and being able to let go of that sword. I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that said, we're talking ourselves down and everyone else who's about to hear the information we're going to give. We are not, our purpose is not to create rage in anyone, not to stir up resentment or um, any dark feelings, but to help people to enlighten themselves, to help save themselves from um, the slippery slope, as they call it, of, well, this will be better if you just take this one medication. But then taking this one medication is going to require you to take another medication and so forth. So it's really a trap. And we're not saying that all medications are evil. We're not saying that the people who prescribe them are evil. We're simply saying this is a bottomless pit. And it is the bottomless pit that has created more illness than it has cured. So my, of course, my area, um, not of expertise, because I never wanted to be interested or know uh, I wanted to help people get off medication, which has been my life's work, especially in the area of psychiatric medications, because I have seen the terrible, terrible damage. I just want to add one more thing before, and I will, I'll put my part of the piece in wherever, wherever you think it's appropriate, Meg. Um, I'm just going to put this out as one 
example of what I see. All of, as far as I have been able to discern, all of the events in the news where someone got a gun and went to the school, the fast food place, the post office, whatever, and massacred people. As far as I'm able to tell, every single one of those people were on antidepressants. And I'd be willing to bet it is true that every single one of them was. Because all of them are described as people who were loners or who didn't, you know, who were kind of quiet, um, didn't say much, didn't do much, didn't express much, and then all of a sudden they're murdering people. So, and or suicides. These are the things that are not uh, documented. They're not studied. No one questions it. The drug companies have absolutely refused to even acknowledge that there might be um, a direct link. They, but they have now put on their the black box on their medications to note that it's a possibility that someone taking these drugs might feel suicidal or rarely homicidal, they put on the, on the package. It is so common. And this is one of the things that has had the effect that you're describing about broken marriages. And I would be willing to bet Robin Williams was on one of those medications, an antidepressant. And you can you get the um, the hints of it when they say, "Oh well, his medication wasn't managed properly," or you know, the kid who who went to school with a gun. Well, he was on antidepressants, but he hadn't been to the doctor for a while, or it had been a month that he'd been on it, or some explanation to sort of discount the fact that it was the medication that was the problem. Not that made the person depressed, but that put them over the edge. So I'll I'll talk more about that when it's my when it's my turn. <laughs> so Meg, I want you to begin with your the wonderful way you do of giving us an overview, a way of looking at this that will help us to understand the interconnections and the basic philosophy that you're coming from. How about that? Mm-hmm. When, Where would you like to start? Yeah, I'm just thinking. Um, I think... When I began working in the healthcare industry, I began with Reiki. And then I moved to acupuncture and Chinese mm-hmm. earth, Chinese medicine. And then I had to add nutrition to my practice 
if I was going to get the results I wanted because they didn't have McDonald's or refined flour in China 5,000 years ago. Sorry, I'm trying to mute someone here, but I'm not Mm -hmm. able to do it. Ananda, they're doing channeling and... I can't seem to mute this. Three, two, one. I'm hearing your conversation. Oh no! Hi there. Could you press star six on your phone, please? I can't. I did, and I'm so sorry. Automatically you down on every call, and I had a problem with this, so I'm sorry. Thank you. Sure. I couldn't seem to get her her line muted, so that's great. All right, go ahead, Meg. And when I began my training um, in Chinese medicine, it was um, a very different philosophy than what I was brought up with in Mm -hmm. Western medicine. I call it allopathic or Western. And we had many people who were nurses and more trained in that that were really having a difficult time sort of uh, juggling the two. Mm-hmm. And I looked up this great quote that was my favorite story from my Chinese medicine program, and this sort of sums up the difference with why I work the way I do and I think where we're going with our return, actually, to indigenous. And I consider mm-hmm. Chinese medicine an indigenous medicine um, when you're using Mother Terra with food and herbs for treatment um, and body work and et cetera. So here's a fun, a fun quote. Historically in China, each village was under the care of one doctor. In return, they took care of him. They fed him, clothed him or her. What's so different about this from the exchange that goes on in modern healthcare? The traditional Chinese doctor's job was to keep the village from getting sick in the first place. Once they got sick, they were unable to support the doctor. It made more sense for him to keep them well than to wait until they were sick. The most prestigious position for a Chinese doctor was to become the emperor's personal physician. However, if the emperor got sick, the doctor could end up executed. The best physician in China was blessed and cursed. For him, preventative medicine was a matter of life and death, literally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that really sums it up. What would that mean if, you know, we got sick and that's when our healthcare practitioners did not get sick, did not get paid, and we actually contributed to their welfare by keeping us well. So this is a preventative model, and this is where we're moving. We're moving to a preventative model where we become so in tune with ourselves, so in tune with our bodies, with our intuition and our heart sense, our heart minds on fully active and that connection with source and our higher self that we will be able to know when we're out of harmony on the first levels of mental and emotional dis-ease. And we Mm -hmm. will seek a solution at that level that's where we're going with meditation, with movement, with exercise, with a slight change in our 
nutrition, with corrective thinking, harmonizing the relationships that we're feeling out of sorts with. But if it doesn't get solved on that level, then it will work its way through the energetic fields around us and into our dense physical body where our cells and our higher self are getting louder with the request to make a change or to heal. And I believe that love is at the root of this. Love can only be at the root of this request. Please do something Mm -hmm. different that would be more in harmony with your happiness and joy. But unfortunately, there's not that many signals the body can give us except um, feeling out of sorts, not being in a good mood, um, and then maybe a a stomach, maybe a little joint pain or headache. And Mm -hmm. if we don't pay attention to that or we seek medications to, to stop the signaling, interrupt the signaling, then, of course, the request has to become louder. So I learned to help people and myself, actually, to start tuning in to this idea of being in, opening up the lines of communication with our body and ourselves so we can hear the first signal, which, of course, Catherine has continued to support everyone with, with her work on visual centering, so we can see clearly, be completely in tune with our intuition, and to know when we are feeling out of alignment. A marvelous tool to, to add to your body's sensations. And all of this, all of these messages and all of this work is geared toward this empowering place of self-care. So when I speak about pharmaceuticals, my only intent is to help us remove if we can, the intermediary chemical that we've sought to interrupt the conversation so we can come back into communication with ourselves and our body to find the underlying request and the harmony that our cells seek with us. So it's not necessarily you know, anything against the pharmaceuticals. It's more of a loving connection back to ourselves. When I was looking mm-hmm. at when I was, does that feel comfortable? Does that feel good? That's great. I love the way you're describing it. Okay. To not interrupt so the communication with yourself, with yourselves, with your body, mm-hmm. and with your higher mm-hmm. self. And, mm-hmm. So when Catherine and I were talking about the, I just picked with Sananda, you know, the top ten most lucrative drugs in the world meaning the drugs that have had the highest sales in our country and in the world. And when I looked at the top ten, and they fluctuate in and out of maybe number 13 then up to number four, so it depends on what country you look at, they can be grouped down into three basic categories that they treat, the diseases they treat. The anti-inflammation and the autoimmune disorders which we spoke about on last Sunday's call. Mm-hmm. Gastro and colon problems, so anything to do with the gastrointestinal system. And then also a 
breathing and cancer, which I would consider an autoimmune issue. So we're talking about the drugs that are known as Abilify, Nexium, Humira, Embril, Remicade, Crestor, Advair, Discus, Cymbalta, Nulasta, Copaxone, and then, Catherine, do you have a list of the ones that are well-known in the anti-anxiety group? Mm-hmm. Um, I divided mine into the um, antipsychotic, depression, and anti-anxiety categories, but there's a lot of overlap. Um, you want me to yeah. take that on now? Okay. Yeah, be great. So I'm going to tell a story to begin with. Many years ago, it had to be, um, let's see, 30-plus years anyway, maybe 35 years ago, um, Prozac came out. And about 10 years ago, I was presented with a client who came in, a lovely guy, who had all kinds of complaints about his life being a mess, his um, relationships all confusing, unresolved, difficult, and painful. And he had been on Prozac for 25 years. So we worked hard. He, He really buckled down. He studied the visual centering. He worked hard on himself. We spent about a year, and during that year, he got off of Prozac, and as soon as he did, his energy came back. He started really tackling all these things in his life that were annoying him, his job, his relationship, his parents. And one by one, he addressed these things, starting with the one that was most um, accessible to him, and then he just went down the list, and by the end of the year, he had changed his job, he'd changed the way he approached his partner, and their relationship just bloomed. He took on his parents and, for the first time in his life, spoke to them honestly about how he felt. And they were really basically decent people who weren't trying to torture him, but he had never really been direct with them. He was just annoyed and impatient and overwhelmed with all these feelings of resentment and you know that had built up over 40 years. When he started actually talking with them about what he was feeling, they started to change. And as he got off the Prozac, he started addressing all these things. And by the end of the year, he was like somebody who was higher than a kite. He was so delighted because all of his relationships had become really easy and happy and comfortable. And as he finished his work with me, he said, you know, I am 
it's I'm in a great place now, but it's really hard for me not to think that I could have done this 25 years ago if I hadn't been on that medication. And the medication was supposed to have cured the problems. Well, of course they don't. They just suppress your feelings, especially the anti-anxiety ones. As people joke, you know, um, I'm still anxious, but I don't care anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's it's that kind of paradox because it really encourages you not to fix the problem. When you see that in the context of the world and how the cabal wanted to keep us quiet, look how it works. Some of the most brilliant light workers are the ones who are immediately put on ADHD medication, are given anti-anxiety drugs because they can't stand what they see going on around them when they're young. Um, They're given antidepressants because what they have seen in the world makes them feel so bad they can't stand it. So instead of learning how to manage those things, we're told, basically, you are not in command of your own feelings. This is the lesson that comes with these drugs. You are not in command of your own feelings. You are a helpless victim of your feeling states. And once you put yourself on a medication that is supposed to cure you of whatever feelings you're not comfortable with, you have turned yourself over. Now, this sounds very radical, what I'm saying, because there are a lot of people who will say, oh, but I felt suicidal and I took the drug for a little while and it got me over it. Okay, but do you really think you would have killed yourself if you hadn't taken the drug? I doubt it, because people go to the doctor to get the drug to stop them from committing suicide. That means they don't want to do it. So the drug is given credit where the person's inner light, inner strength, is really what came to the surface. Mm-hmm. And it deprives everyone of the ability to say, I conquered that. I learned how to manage it. And this is what this client was telling me. You know, I have learned to manage all these things that I thought were hopeless. And I made my life the way I want it to be. And I could have done this 25 years ago if I'd known. So... From my point, he's not the only one who who has expressed those feelings to me. And that's only part of it. I mean, when you look at the side effects, they're devastating. And I'll get to that in a minute. But what I have seen is this pervasive darkness that comes over people who are on these medications. It is turning over your will to a pharmaceutical company and trusting a medication with the very thing we came here to learn. 
which is to manage our feelings and our actions and our thoughts. So basically, anti-anxiety drugs and antidepressants are designed to help you manage your feelings and your thoughts. Now, wouldn't it be faster to go directly to the cause? Because anxiety and depression are both symptoms. They are not diseases. Depression is not a disease, contrary to what the pharmaceutical industries would like to convince you of. It's not a disease. It's a symptom. It's a symptom of thinking depressing thoughts. And if you think this, what I'm saying, is not true, I defy you (laughs) to find someone who's depressed and discover what's behind it. There is always the root of self-hatred, guilt, and shame. And it's my contention that there is no one on this planet who is depressed who doesn't feel those things. So wouldn't we be better off to address those things? Which is precisely what the message is that we're given are designed to help with, to help us see ourselves as the ones who are in command of our own destiny. But in order to be in command of your destiny, you have to take charge of your thoughts. So it's not about control. It's not about controlling your feelings. That means suppressing them. That's what the drugs do. It's about managing being aware, working with it, acknowledging, like you did. You know, (laughs) we laughed a lot about it, but when you said, I've got to get this under my command so that I can come through with light rather than resentment and rage Mm -hmm. toward these things. And then you wrestled with it. And I was watching you do this, and you came out of it immediately with, oh, my gosh, the doctors are the tools. They, have, they are the pawns who have been used to promote this dark agenda. So you shifted immediately from resentment to compassion. This is what we're capable of what we can find in ourselves if we look for it. But we won't look for it if the belief all around us is, you must take these drugs. If you're anxious, you're making us, you're annoying us. So you have to take a drug so we can shut you up. If you're depressed, you're a downer. We don't want you around being so grum, grim and grumpy, take these drugs, instead of, you must be thinking some really dark thoughts about yourself or about life. So, it is really, as, as Creator said in the message, it's really very simple. You're either looking into darkness or you're looking toward the light. 
And here's the example. If you're depressed, you're looking into the darkness. If you're feeling happy and lighthearted, you're engaged with the light. And well, the way he described the um, darkness is not is nothing but an absence of light. It's not a thing. It's not doesn't have a form. It's just a void, and that's exactly what it feels like when you get depressed. It feels like you're in a dark void. So you are. You walked right into a place that has no light. And the resolution of it is to walk out. Go to the light. Ask to connect with your higher self. You can ask for comfort. When I said, you know, you don't ask them to change you, no. But you can ask for comfort. You can ask for company. You can ask for all the things that make you feel better. Being just inundated with love and light. That is secure. That's secure to all these things we've been talking about. And that's what happens when we go to the Arcturian ships, right? They just they just inundate us with love and light and and peaceful feelings of their own group consciousness. So I want to give people a few details here about what's wrong physically with um, the antidepressants and the anti-anxiety things and even antipsychotic drugs, which I have seen in, in cases where people were really severely disabled. Um, but from what I saw in the mental hospitals, the people who were terribly physically disabled and were deeply psychotic were also physically disabled. So there was a, a whole combination of um, disorganization in their bodies. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that people who are really completely disabled shouldn't be given a medication if it helps them. But even then, the things, one of the, some of the first ones were like Thorazine and Haldol, um, Clozapine, and then the more recent ones are Abilify and Resperdal and Zyprexa and Seroquel. When I worked in a mental um, daycare center, when it was time for the medications to be handed out. There were there were some aides there who were, you know, kind of street folks who were really lovely light workers. But they knew all these people and they they were friends from the streets. And they said they'd say, Okay, time for the hammer rill because they saw what happened. You'd give people the Drugs, and it was like they'd just been hit over the head with a hammer. That's how subtle these drugs are. If you think that these drugs were developed and designed to affect in some subtle way the way your brain works, 
That's absolutely wrong. These are all things that were discovered because they were trying to find something else. And they discovered, oh, yeah, this person stopped having hallucinations when we gave them this drug for um, an ingrown toenail. So now we're going to use it for as an antipsychotic. This is how almost all of those early drugs were discovered. So to put your trust in the fact that drug companies have discovered something that really interacts in a delicate and sophisticated way with your brain, wrong. Look at the list of side effects, and it will give you a sense of just how much your body and your brain are being monkeyed with. This is not subtle. For instance, the side effects are very similar for all of these drugs, by the way, except that the antipsychotic ones, um, like clozapine, has a direct link with the death of white blood cells, which means that your immune system is just wiped out. Now, why should something that helps you to not have hallucinations kill your white blood cells? It doesn't make any sense. Unless there's something really dark about this. Thorazine and Haldol, those early ones, caused tardive dyskinesia, it's called. Tardive dyskinesia, which is very much related to Parkinson's disease. So once people take these drugs for a long enough time, depends on the person, they begin having all these dreadful symptoms like their mouths move all the time and their limbs shake and they lose their balance and they become really, they can't control their muscles. So these are not subtle, these drugs. And the, you know, the advertisements like to try to convince you, but here, here are some of the side effects. Well, let me, let me describe one of them. Um, the type of drug that's used a lot that people are told this is going to make you feel better because it increases your serotonin. And everybody knows, oh, serotonin is good, and I need more of it. I've, people have told me that. They come to see me in therapy and say, well, I have to take a dr- this drug because I've been told I don't have enough serotonin and I have, to take, I have to take this drug. Well, that's not what the drug does. It doesn't increase your serotonin. They're called serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Get that? Serotonin reuptake inhibitors. This means that What it does in your brain is to stop the production of serotonin that you already have from being reabsorbed. So it leaves it floating around in your brain longer than it would otherwise. Okay, that maybe sounds like it's not too bad, but remember that this is being given to people, usually, who are depressed. And why are people depressed? because they are inhibited. They're inhibiting their joy. They're inhibiting the light in their being by thinking dark, depressing thoughts. 
And it's the thoughts that come first. And then come the feelings, and then comes the depression. So you're inhibiting the inhibition. Does this sound like it's going to work? This is why it sometimes has the effect of making people suicidal. It doesn't change the dark thoughts. It makes them more extreme. So that's the way a lot of these drugs work. And when you read the black box, they call it, you know, if they were, um, this article I was reading said, antidepressants are, quote, safe and popular. And tests show that only uh, approximately 2% more people become suicidal than those who are on a placebo. So if you're on depressants, the antidepressants, it's okay because only 2% of people taking them become suicidal. And they don't mention homicidal. Oh, well, that's okay because that's only two people out of 100. Now, these are, these are studies that are approved by the drug companies. So you can bet it's way higher than that. So it's safe and popular because only 2% of people want to kill themselves when they're on it. Okay, so the black box, the side effects. Now, this is just a couple of them. Nausea, drowsiness, agitation, reduced sex drive, dry mouth, constipation, blurred vision, stroke, early death. And, of course, they don't mention the incidence of cancer that is increased. And here's my favorite, galactomenorrhea. As I told Meg, I think that's, it means you can't ascend. (laughs) It means it's going to get in your way of ascending. (laughs) So here's another little sidebar about the, one of some of them that are given along with the serotonin reuptake inhibitors is another one MAO inhibitors which is also given to heart patients you can't eat cheese wine or pickles because it puts you in, and also you can't take uh, over the counter any kind of um uh like cold medication or things like that because you're likely to have a an enormous spike in your blood pressure and die of a stroke. A pickle. Pickles. <laughs> cheese. Not all cheese, but some kinds of cheese. And of course wine is out. But you can't be sure which cheese and it, it might happen or it might not. So these are the kinds of so called warnings that they give and these are just just uh, that's a small part. The ones for ADHD, the medications for ADHD, are just horrific. Um, have your child monitored constantly and watch for signs of um, overactive behavior, um, suicidal thoughts, uh, violence, um, restlessness, sleeplessness, nausea, vomiting, um, gastrointestinal upsets, and the list goes on and 
Oh, allergies, by the way. Um, allergies, asthma, and so on. So are we really solving anything by taking these toxins into our system? I'm just going to read the list of the drugs that are so popular that they have their profits are in the millions and most of them in the billions, billions of dollars from the ones you described and also Prozac, Xanax, Celexa, Zoloft, Lexapro, Thorazine, Haldol, Clozapine, Abilify, Risperdal, Zyprexa, Seroquel, and there are so many more. But every single one of those has just been an enormous moneymaker. So who's being used here? Are these really helping anybody? I'm really not at all sure. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Zoloft, Paxil, and Wellbutrin. Anyway, there are the old ones, too. The benzodiazepines, like Valium, Ativan, Xanax. That's the one where they say, you know, well, you take it and you just don't care anymore. Well, it's true. But is that what people are really looking for, to not care? To be indifferent to your own suffering? So that's the cost. And I think it's all of these things I've just talked about are an exact are exactly linked to the message we messages we've been getting very recently. It really is up to us to clear away the darkness and not go to the doctor and ask for a pill to do it for you. Now, that sounds harsh to someone who's suffering, but I am on the side of eliminating the suffering, not putting a Band-Aid over it. So if it sounds as if I'm saying it's your own fault if you're depressed, no. But it is within your control. It is within your ability to change it. And that's what I want to see people do, is to change it, not to just take a drug that will prolong it. Because I haven't seen anybody get well from taking these drugs. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating about that. I have never seen anyone completely recover from the problem, anxiety or depression, by simply taking these drugs. And it must be true, the doctors, the medical people who subscribe, who prescribe these, who, by the way, are not trained to monitor them, are not trained to understand what the problem really is, but they hand them out like popcorn because the drug companies promise so much. And this is where I think doctors are really caught up in it. They want to help. They want you not to be miserable. And when the drug companies inundate them 
with samples, with so-called evidence of how wonderful these are and how much they'll help you, of course they want to give it to you. They want to give it to everybody because they want to help. So don't you get caught up in this false belief system that there is a, a quick cure for something that is simply life. You can't be cured of life. <laughs> and we're not going to change the fact that we have feelings and that we are sensitive, loving, caring creatures. And that that's what we need to develop in ourselves. That's what we need to increase in ourselves is our inner light. So increasing your inner light, as Creator said, is the answer. It is the only way because darkness cannot disappear, cannot be defeated by attacking it. And that's what these drugs are designed to do. They're designed to attack the darkness in your own feelings. But as he said, it can't be done. It's like shadow boxing. So, I recommend that everyone read that message from today. Read it several times because Creator told me there would be the energy and the inspiration to pull yourself out of whatever it is. It's there in the message. It's in the words. It's between the words. It's in the energy he imbued that message with. And... We're getting help right now, too. So I think Sananda will have a lot more to say about this. But I'm going to turn this over to Meg to maybe wrap up or um, continue whatever you would like to, um, however you would like to complete this. And then I will talk about the people that we have requests from today to go to the Arcturian ships. Oh, wonderful. Catherine, that was brilliant. Just brilliant. Sitting here, soaking it in. Just a beautiful way of helping people understand what is the mechanism going on underneath and empowering them to find a way out that leaves them feeling intact, and in touch with their own divinity. Oh, that was just brilliant. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. You could ju- I could just pull the words right out and just place them right on top of the physical piece of it. So just really briefly, I'll just take five more minutes and wrap up with the physical side of that, and then we'll go with Sananda to the ships. Mm-hmm. But when you when you said, I've learned to manage... All of these things, when you talked about your your client, and he said, I've learned to manage all of these things, and I wish I'd done it 25 years ago. I could have played that tape 
on so many of my clients who, after small changes in their nutrition, were able to come mm-hmm. off all of their medications and sat there in front of me and said, I could have done this 25 years ago and spared myself all that is in their mind. Like they had it all in their minds. Every way their life had changed because of this physical illness that they were experiencing and all the hardship on their marriage, on their family, on their work, on their own peace. Mm-hmm. And we just have to take a deep breath together because I understand that. And the, the man that I think of with that is a wonderful gentleman who's about 70 years old who had been on Nexium or Prilosec or Prevacid, the three top selling drugs for acid reflux or heartburn, for over 20 years. Could, mm. could not sleep at night, had to sleep tilted up mm-hmm. on pillows or in his recliner in his living room. So he actually had to sleep in a different place in his life and was in constant pain. And in one month, he was off of all his medications. And he just looked at me and went, I could just feel the sadness and the anger that nobody had told him that he could feel better in a month. And he had spent 20 years. And and that's what this can mean. So just a little short story. We eat too many carbohydrates and we ingest toxins from our food supply and we start developing acid reflux and heartburn, which is a problem of too low stomach acid. It actually... Too low. I want you to repeat that. Too low. Too low stomach acid. Those things neutralize our stomach acid, which is the first line of defense of our immune system. Proper levels of stomach acid kill bacteria, viruses, parasites, fungus, all these things, and also break down our food. So Mm -hmm. too low stomach acid from ingestion of too many refined carbohydrates and toxins and stress neutralizes our stomach acid so we don't completely digest our food, and it ferments and rots in our stomach. And we then belch or burp acid, which is fermented gases, from the fermented food with a little of our own stomach acid. So we go to the doctor and they say, oh, you have too much stomach acid. And they give us Nexium, Prilosec, or Prevacid, which suppresses it even further. So we have no chance of neutralizing ingested bacteria and viruses and parasites. And then we pass on Mm -hmm. undigested food to the colon. And so we have liver and gallbladder problems, and so we have a rampant gallbladder removal problem here and fatty liver. And then can't digest our food because it's still in form. It's not liquid yet in the colon. And so we have developed colon problems and go on things like Copaxone and the different IBS and ulcerative colitis and IBS being mm-hmm. irritable bowel syndrome. Mm-hmm. So it all starts with and a, Crohn's and Crohn's, right? 
There is a cure for Crohn's. People think there isn't. Yes, absolutely. But it all starts with inappropriate nutrition, with toxins and foods that aren't enzymatically active, like organic food, which comes with its own enzymes and full of nutrition. Mm-hmm. And there's no artificial colors and preservatives. And our stomach goes downhill from there and just passes the problem down to our colon, in which colon cancer is one of the leading cancers right now. Mm-hmm. So, so being able to, when you first feel acid reflux, is to say, what am I eating that my stomach can't digest? And start to look at your diet and see if you're ingesting non-organic matter or anything with pesticides and toxins and artificial flavors or any liquid that has those things in it as well. And nine times out of ten, if you remove the high levels of sugar and the toxins, you will completely eliminate the problem. And in the meantime, just taking in a little apple cider vinegar or organic lemon juice can help in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So when I start there, everything else fixes. Take the Prilosecra Prevacitor Nexium, and the next thing you know, we're having our gallbladder removed, and we have fatty liver, and then we're on a medicine for that. And oh, then we have right. irritable bowel or Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, and then we have abdominal pain, and then we're on a medicine for that. And then we need an antidepressant because now we're really depressed because we're feeling this way and we're mm-hmm. malnourished because we're not digesting our food to nourish our happy moods. So there's, you can see it's the same, same thing on, on this, what looks like two sides of the coin, but it's really the same, is that the, the mental and the feelings are all connected with our nutrition and our gut. So you fix one and they both move both places. The thinking and the mind and the emotions also affect the abdominal organs and vice versa. And the other point that that I had to ask Fernanda for some help with is when I read that Lipitor, which was a very popular drug for cholesterol, which is a blood sugar problem, during its life in patency, under patent, it generated $141 billion. $141 billion in one drug. Oh, and then when it, my gosh. Yeah. And when it lost its patent, it plummeted, and then Crestor came online, still under patent. And I looked at all the drugs and all the patents and when they made money and then when they lost their patent, what happened? And I saw an article written by the American Medical Association about how to avoid profit losses when a patent expires. It was a whole Mm -hmm. directive for pharmaceutical companies to be able to manipulate the system to extend dollars generated after patent. So it was... And this Very was written by the American Medical Association. Talk about hand in glove. Mm-hmm. This is the so doctor I saw this. organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I saw this trilogy of the patent office, the 
Smith, Be- you know, Beach, Klein, all the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. companies, and the American Medical Association. I saw this triangle of darkness of being in this disease business and keeping this going with the dollars generated and we're sicker. So it was this combination. And in the meantime, we feel hopeless and helpless because we're told you'll live with this forever. And so we just mm-hmm. feel at a loss. And it's so exciting when you see the changes in their nutrition and start to turn on their light after we go through the anger stage. <laughs> Isn't that one of the stages <laughs> of healing, <laughs> going through the stages? And we come out the other side powerful. And now I have my patients come back and say, oh, I had this, and I knew what it was, and I fixed this, and it went away. And completely their own their own doctor. And it's mm-hmm. powerful. And we all can feel that way. We all can with a little bit of information and some changes in awareness in our nutrition. And like Catherine said, in commanding our thoughts, that's it. We are flying. And I don't ever want to see you again in my office. You're fired. (laughs) Go. Be well. And (laughs) it's exciting. And then we can put ourselves out of business and go do really fun things. Right. So, yeah, so I'd love to hear what Sananda has to say and our Turian friends and who are so dedicated to helping us feel better and Thank you for this platform. It's been a it's been a joy to be a part of. Hmm. Well, Sananda's smiling. Um, so let's see. I I was told earlier we might hear from Creator as well. Um, he's been very present, and I the feel I the feeling I have about that is that. You know, I, I, it goes in sort of waves. For a while, I'd be really talking a lot to Saint Germain, and then um, we, we kind of got real easy and comfortable, and and communicate any time we want. So then he kind of stepped back, and Father God came forward again, um, and. And we got very close and easy, and he said, you know, call me Ra, because <laughs> that's his nickname. And and then Ra sort of eased into the background, and Creator came through and acknowledged he's the one we've called Prime Creator, but he calls himself Creator. So in the message it he mentions that, oh, but I just happen to be the creator of all creators in this universe. So we've gotten these waves of help, and each time it sort of raises the bar a little more, but also brings in greater waves of love and light. So it's like we're being acclimated to more and more light. And I think that's part of the ascension process, is that they're coming through. Oh, I, I left out Sananda. He was there for a while. Um, so 
sort of in between St. Germain and Ra and Sananda. They took turns for a while. But now it's Creator who's here. And I think the the other day when I channeled, (laughs) Gabriella was in the room with me, and when I finished, I said, I'm just plastered to my chair. I feel like I've just been... I, like every cell has just been is vibrating you know like i've i've been given a treatment an electric treatment where every single cell in my body was just alive and vibrating so i think they're getting us used to higher levels of vibration little by little and the messages are getting more distinct for a while. They were each one had a challenge in it. It's like look at this and see if you can fix it. And then this last these last two were really about see the universe for what it is and see your place in it and know that you are light. And I loved the parts in this message that suggested, insisted even to us, there's no point in thinking that darkness is going to win. It's impossible because you were made of light. You were made of love and you will return to that state. It's inevitable. It turns it on its head. It's like we don't have to struggle against the darkness there's nothing to struggle against we just have to learn to be ourselves and to allow the light to emanate and all these problems that we thought were so overwhelming and so impossible to solve will simply melt away now that's hard for us with our you know, powerful brains. We want to figure it out. We, it doesn't make any sense. How can you solve everything just by loving people? And I know there are a lot of people who would think, oh, that's ridiculous. You know, they'll kill you in the process. Well, we're going to align with each other and create such a wave, such a tsunami of light energy that it will be impossible to withstand it. That's how you win back the world. And I think it was... Creator showed us so clearly, it's not that you have to struggle against anything. It's not an impossible uphill fight or battle. It's the opposite. Come to the light. And that's all you need to do. Come to the light. And you will be filled up with a sense of love and peace. And then you'll know what to do. And while I was spending the afternoon in Creator's embrace with him, him, her, holding my hand, I thought, This is so different from everything I've always known. It was always, get up and do something. 
change it, make it happen. <laughs> you know, get out there and fight for what's right. And he said, I know it's hard to wait. And he held my hand, and we waited together. I don't think we were waiting for the world to change, but we were waiting for something to happen. And it wasn't in my arena to do it. Someone else had to do something. And that's as it should be. Not None of us is in charge of the world. And what he was showing me is that he's not even taking charge of the world. We're doing it. So I felt peaceful. And I felt loved. And then it was easy for me to let my heart open and send love. So anybody who crossed my path got a blast of love. And that's how we're supposed to do it. So this sounds like Catherine speaking, but I have both Sananda and Prime Creator here. Sananda's on my left, Prime Creator's over my right shoulder, And they're both sort of encouraging me to say these things. It's interesting. They wanted me to say it in my own voice, but, yeah, Portia's here too. So what they want is for me to share with everyone that this is possible for all of us. You simply embrace them, and they embrace you, and then we all speak together in one voice. And Creators ended his message with, We are God. Now, if this is the Creator of all Creators saying to us, We, you and I, our God. That has to be the greatest power in the universe. There's nothing that can defeat that. Nothing that can change that. It's more than we are one. It's we are God. I think I understood that really for the first time. Because I felt it, and I'm feeling it now. They're here with us. We can never be alone. We can never be engulfed in darkness. There's no such thing. If we are attracted to darkness and we insist on it, we can feel bad. But that's all. That's all it is. Okay, so Sananda Singh, he'll come forward now and come with us to the Arcturian ship. And he wants me to read the list of people who sent in their requests. So I'll do that. I'm going to um, abbreviate some of it because sometimes people send us a long letter about what they need healed. Um, but I'm going to sort of abbreviate it but so that we know who each person is. Um, the first one is Jack. 
who is writing for his mother-in-law, Anna Elizabeth. They live in Geneva, Switzerland. So he's a follower and he listens to the show. Um, and he said he really appreciates the lessons. So he's asking to help his mother-in-law who suffers from cancer of the pancreas. And it has metastasized to her lungs and liver. She received medical treatment. And she's on her third chemotherapy. Um, First ones didn't work. She's suffering, but she doesn't show it. She's very tired. She doesn't feel her legs and she doesn't have taste anymore. That sounds to me like the side effects of the chemotherapy. So she's aware, uh, but she doesn't speak English so well. So he'll tell her the story later. So he's saying thank you and we're going to send her love and light and thank you, Jerry. Uh, Jack, excuse me. It's Jacques Charles. So thank you for your um, request and your and your love. So here's Mary and Jerry, husband and wife. They need an instant miracle healing for total body restoration and regeneration. From crown of head to soles of feet to function and feel free of pain. So leg muscles are painful. Um, Cataracts, macular degeneration, teeth are in bad trouble. This sounds like a lot of serious aging problems probably for both of them. So, yes, we're going to send you a big big blast of love and light for Mary and Jerry, but you also have to soak it in yourselves, take it in. And Jerry is saying he also needs from the top of his head to his feet. Um, and he's feeling dementia, muscle weakness from a bad antibiotic. He has a wheelchair, but he walks a little bit with a walker. Um, He's in a nursing home, but he's believing that he can be healed. He wants wants to be 100% healed. And he's saying, do they come and get us and take us there? (laughs) This is so fascinating. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's from Mary. Well, they're not going to take you away right now, but when you absorb the Love and light energy, you're going to feel like you're being lifted right out of your chair. So here's from Andre for himself and his cousin, Frederic Renault. And this is his first request. He has severe multiple sclerosis. He has an incredible attitude considering his condition, and he makes every effort to improve his faculties. Okay, he deserves help, yes. And he's an inspiration for several people, including Andre. So, Andre, get him in touch with Meg and get him onto a radical anti-MS diet. And we have seen people make amazing recoveries. Okay, and this is for Andre. Um, He has a case of excessive sweating and his brother's, and his father also have the same 
problem. Also, he has what the doctor calls essential tremor. And he thinks it was linked to an emotional shock. And yes, we've seen that before. And also, um, helping him change his way of thinking about smoking. So he knows he can give it up, but he keeps going back, it looks like. He just can't break the habit. So Andre, know that, in this case, smoking is simply suicide. So if you can go to your heart and know in your heart that you are the one who cares for this body, who needs to love and honor this body that we've all been given as a special gift, then poisoning it is just not an option. And it'll make it a whole lot easier to get over the addiction. Okay, here's from Daryl for Jessica and Rebecca. Um, Jessica had a heart replacement in New York City, and she's been transported back to Calgary. Uh, She's been in a coma. So she said they're all doing fine and wanted to thank us, thank Daryl for the request. Jessica's in a wheelchair, and hopefully she'll be able to walk someday, someday. So we're sending a big blast of help for Jessica, her mom, Rebecca, and her three other children. So Rebecca's a single mom. Um, and she's not working right now. So we want to send love and help her to balance the feelings of upset about what's going on around her and know that light is the cure. So here's a request from Pam for her brother and family. Um, Last night his wife left home. And they've been going through problems for 14 years. The children are the ones suffering. So please ask for peace and love and harmony in their lives. Um, His name is Cuban, and his wife is Leanne, and their daughter, Atalia, and the son, Jalen. So she also asked for healing for Nishi and Sherwin because they are both, HIV positive, so this family needs a lot of help. She says, thank you for the good work we're doing. So we're going to send them a big blast of light for the whole family because this family is a family is like an organism as well. And when, when, when one member is ill, it affects everyone in the family. So it sounds to me like this family is and needs light and love. And, you know, when a relationship starts to go badly, it's, it's almost always because one person feels like they need love from the other and they're not getting enough of it. And the other person feels the same way. And that's a, just a downhill Viral, and there's no way out of it until one person decides, okay, I'm just going to emanate love. I'm just going to emanate light regardless of whether I'm getting it or not. 
because I can call on my guides and helpers. I can call on my higher self, and I can call on Creator. They are the source of love and light. I can draw on that. I don't need to get it from my partner. I can send it. And when you begin doing that, it's remarkable how things start to change. So here's Joan, who says she doesn't have a disease, but she's in constant pain for five years after having knee replacements. She's asking for love and light in her legs. And Joan, you're going to come to the ship and you're going to feel the love surrounding you and you're going to help send the love and light into your knees. So, come with us, Joan. And here's the last one from Renata Twill for her husband, Dick. Um, He's totally blind and suffers from Parkinson's. And she says she's been following for several months, maybe years. She's gained peace and confidence. But she's caring 24-7 for her, her partner, Dick. And it's very hard for her. So she's asking for support and uh, strength to carry on and love and light. To you, Rebecca Renata, she's in the UK. So come with us to the Arcturian ship. Come experience the beautiful healing and being surrounded by light with all our masters and our expert healers here, our boots on the ground who come with us to the ship. So here we go. We're it's a long um, it's a long show today, but you'll see how fast things will happen once we get to the ship because everyone is ready to go. So Sananda, I'm going to ask you to come through and now and take us with you up through the pillar of light to the Arcturian ship. So I'm going to step back and let Sananda speak. Greetings, loved ones. Thank you, Meg and Catherine. You have been speaking for me. You have been speaking. My love, my sense of peace and understanding. You have brought my perspective of healing, for this is the way we look at healing in the higher dimensions. It is all about taking command, about allowing each of you, allowing the light to come in to pour into yourselves. And as you've heard described by the Council of Twelve, the, the power of the ruby crystal, when you allow it, it enters your body. It enters every cell. 
goes directly to the heart of every cell and sparks the crystalline energy that is in the center of every cell. And that cell, together with all its brethren, generate the energy, the love, and the passion which will lift you into a higher vibrational state. Come with me. Come into the the beautiful pillar of light that's filled with golden white light. Let us go to the wondrous Arcturian ship where our dear friends will bring forth their love, their energy, their care and concern for all of humankind and their wonderful technology, which is far advanced of anything you can see on your planet. But when you, when you listen to what it is, you will recognize it. You'll understand why it works. You'll know that it's something that should have been brought to your medical field long ago. Well, it has been. There have been many who've tried to bring this kind of healing. They have been laughed out of the medical establishment. They've been discouraged from pursuing their research. Sometimes they've been destroyed. Their laboratories destroyed by SWAT teams. Their their studies vilified and denied credibility. This has not happened with the Arcturians, of course. They're free to develop anything they want. So they have. They've developed these wonderful technologies to help you because they love humankind. They feel connected to you. They have been through what you're going through. And so let us go. Feel yourself being lifted like the warm air is rising inside our pillar of light and you're being carried up with it. Yes, here we go. And as we do this, we are rising. We're raising our vibration to a higher dimension. Now the door is open and we go together as a group, all of us, We can make a circle, take hands, enter into the the lobby entryway of the great ship. And as the doors close under us, the wonderful archway can be seen into the bright and beautiful healing arena of the Arcturian ship. Come with me, beloved ones. If you wish, you can bring animals, plants that need healing, and they will go to their own areas to be taken care of. 
and let us all go together into the great arena. Those who have come as healers, there are so many here. Those who wish to be healed. And here are our masters, our beloved friends, Mother and Father God, St. Germain, Michael, Archangel Michael, Raphael. Oh, many angels here. All those who love you and dote on you and adore you are here to help. Call on anyone you wish, any of your masters, any mentor, and of course your higher self to help with his healing. They are delighted to come. They want you to call on them. They can't come without your bidding. They must come in response to what you want. So look at them, all of them coming. You know, when when Catherine put out the the call to do these healing shows many months ago. Some people signed up for healings. Others signed up to be healers. There were always more healers than requests for healing. Thousands signed up to be healers. And those of you, of course many of them, wanted healings as well, but they wanted to help first. So, you can do both, all of you. If you wish to be a healer, you can take your place in one of these beautiful reclining beds around the circle, and your experience of being healed will generate the power and the light that will heal others right there as you're experiencing it. It's especially important for healers because you're the ones who know how this operates, this how this works. You know you have to open your heart. You have to relax and allow the love to pour down over you. And you need to absorb into every cell that bright light that heals you. And so our healers must be healed as well. So don't hesitate. Even if you don't have an illness, you can choose a bed for yourself. And you will automatically be doing your healing of others as well because it's what you do. And so, all of those whose names have been called, come. Come, find a place. Join with others who have similar ailments, if you wish. Form a support group. And all take your place. Now, as you are being treated to a wonderful, what some people call something like a spa treatment, 
I will be going around the group. I will go to the head of each person who is asked to be healed. And I will send you my blast of healing, love, and light. And you will feel it. You will tingle from head to toe. And you'll know that I have given you my great blessings and love. And of course, my secret, I channel. I channel creator, as you can do as well. I am sending through myself the light of the universe. Nothing can stand in the way of the light of the universe. This is why when I lived the life as Jesus, I was able to perform healings. But always, those so-called miraculous healings were accomplished with those who were willing to accept it, who were willing to ask and to make it their own. They took responsibility for their own healing. Now, that sounds like a difficult word, responsibility. We should have something better. Let us say, who honor their ability to absorb the healing and to keep it. That is what you will be doing today. You will be absorbing the love and the light. Now let me explain something about the light. The Arcturians have scanned everyone with their equipment and the scanner, the light of the scanner, something like your printers, has analyzed your state of being, the cells in your body, and it can identify the electromagnetic signature of all of your cells, the healthy ones and the ones that are invading disease cells, if there are any. It can record and calibrate their healing wands to do two things. To spark and nourish the healthy cells. To tickle them, really. To make them feel happy and light. And to do the opposite with the disease cells, to cut off all nourishment. And when that happens, the disease cells simply shrivel up and die. And then your body washes them away. Now, that is the natural process that your body would handle itself if you were completely strong and healthy and filled with light. And so this is why it's part of our treatment for you to experience being filled with love and light. And that is the state 
that we want you to take home with you. And in that state, no disease can thrive. Now I'm going around to visit with each of you. It only takes a few seconds, you'll see, because I'm sending you a huge blast of energy. And then you'll feel the waves of it afterwards as it settles into your body. And Lady Portia comes after me. And she helps you to hold the energy within your body, to absorb it, to work with it, to learn to live inside that great feeling of exhilaration and excitement and love. You'll feel it like you feel the warmth of an ocean wave on the shore as you recline in the sunshine. It's no accident that we love those feelings because they're so healing and because it helps you to restore yourself to that sense of peace that is your your birthright. As Creator said, it is your destiny. Allow it. Give permission to your consciousness, to the one you call I, to be completely aligned with light. To absorb nothing but light. And to be nourished in every single cell of your body with that brilliant light that emanates from the central sun the one we call creator. There is no limit. There is no dosage. There is no restriction to how much you can absorb. It's just a matter of taking it in little by little, allowing your body to acclimate, and then raising your vibration again higher and higher until you reach the level where you feel that you can float, that you can be weightless because your heart is so filled with love. There is nothing to weigh you down. That state, dear ones, cannot, will not, ever permit illness. This is why in the higher dimensions we don't get sick, we don't have illnesses, we never feel grouchy, we don't get tired. 
although we can take time for ourselves to rest and contemplate, we do. But there is no illness. Once you accept that, beloved ones, once you see it and feel it, feel it in your bones, this is what you come from. You come from a place of perfect health. You come from a place of eternity. You go on. And that feeling, that truth, is embedded in your cells. You are awakening. You're discovering it. Your DNA is changing with the, the waves of energy that comes from the central sun, from Creator. You're being lifted in every sense of the word. Your DNA is being modified. It is evolving into a crystalline base. You can feel it happening. Those of you who don't know what was going on may have been alarmed by the fact you felt dizzy or you felt out of sorts. It's an interesting expression, isn't it? Out of sorts. Out of sorts means you've been dislodged from what was familiar, disconnected from an old program an old way of being. Yes, indeed, that is happening. And those of you who are, who are willing to feel the sense of being suspended between an old, familiar place and something completely new, think of it. Those of you who can tolerate that will have a much easier time of it. Think of it as the um, the feeling that the high-flying acrobats must have the first time they let go of the bar and fly through the air trusting that they will be able to grip the new bar that is coming toward them. This is what I ask you to do now. Let go of that old familiar bar that you have swung on so long. Let go and fly and find yourself in a new and lighter place. Higher, ever higher. You just joined your heart with mine. That is, that is what I asked. It is what I wished for you. That our hearts could join and feel this tremendous, tremendous, 
thrill of happiness and and joy. There are no words to suffice to really describe that exhilaration and joy of being one in a place of great love and light. And now I ask you all, absorb, take my love. I give it to you willingly. I offer it to you as my gift because it is the same gift that has been given to me. I have plenty because I accept the gift of my Creator. I feel the presence of light always in my being. You too can do that. You are not different from me. You have only not quite accepted that you are the same. You know, when I was here, I did say, this too and more will you do. I meant it. You are capable of everything that I have done and more. You only need to embrace it in yourself. The fountain of love and light that comes up through your body from your connection to Mother Earth, from your connection to the great source. Let it flow down into your crown chakra where it meets in your heart with the love from Mother Tara. Together we bless you. All of your higher selves are joining in this wonderful celebration of blessing you. What does it mean to bless you? It doesn't mean that we are above or higher and we're reaching down and giving you something. No. We are raising you up. Use my shoulders. Use my blessing to raise yourself up. Do not hesitate. Do not look back. Continue upward. More. Higher. Yes. You see, you are like me. You feel what I feel. 
you know what I know. And that is the love of Creator. Unquestioning, unending. It is yours as it is mine. And now the Arcturians are bringing in the great blue and silver light. Like a waterfall, it pours down upon us. They they know what to do. They know how to finish this treatment, which is to clear away all the old. Let it wash away down the drain into the great cosmic void where it will be absorbed. Everything, everything that is not of you, that is not of your light body, let it go and breathe. Breathe the love that you feel surrounding you. Make it your own. And notice how you develop a taste for that love once you have felt it. You will never want anything else. Once you have been with me truly inside my heart as I am in yours, You can never go back to tedium and darkness. It is not even a permissible thought. You simply turn away and leave it behind and move on together. I will be by your side always. Together we turn to our Creator. We receive the blessing from the greatest power in our universe. It is ours. And we are one. And now, all of you, up, up out of your beds, Embrace one another. Celebrate. Dance. Listen to the angels' music. They're playing a a wonderful, bright, energetic dance song. (laughs) And let us all prance and dance and march together. Blow kisses to our wonderful masters, to the healers who were so generous with their their caring and their love. Let us all go together back to the entry 
where we join forces with the Arcturians, the Masters, Mother, Father, God, all of your higher selves. Let us focus our energy and send a huge blast downward to the earth. I'll count. Three, two, one. Send. Whoo, there it goes. Right to the grid, right to the earth. Everyone is feeling it. Ah, you see the power of the grid. It is new. It is It is activated in a way that has never been before. So many of you have done your work to create these energy grids, and now they are powerful. And they are constantly fed with the energy of the crystals in the earth that have been activated. Feel it when your energy meets the energy coming from Mother Terra. It is like sparks flying. Everyone on earth can feel it. There, was, there is no one who will be able to remain asleep under this kind of shower of electrical energy that is light. Now breathe. Congratulate yourselves. That's not too much to ask. Give yourself a hug and a pat on the back. Do the same for those around you. And come, let us go hand in hand back to the wonderful pillar of light that has enfolded us the whole time. Back to the place where you started. But take all of this with you. All of it and keep it. And you will never feel the same way again about life. I embrace you all. Yes, feel my hug. I embrace you all. Keep that. And call on me anytime you want another one of those hugs. I am here for you. In service. I am your Sananda. Namaste, all. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you, Sananda. What a beautiful experience. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm Stand still going on my shoulders. Oh, my Big. goodness. Oh, yes. I didn't mean to interrupt you. 
Oh, no, that's good. What did he say? Stand, Stand on my shoulders. Stand on my A shoulders. blessing. We lift you up. Stand on my shoulders. Oh, I was just in tears. <laughs> uh-huh. How beautiful. Just up the pillar, up the ascension pillar, right on right on the shoulders. Oh, Sananda, thank you. Thank you, Catherine. What a beautiful trip. Oh, yes, that was lovely. And you know, I think um, I'm supposed to mention for everyone, each time we do this, it is practice for ascension. And this is what Sananda has called it, but he's asking me to remind you, those, that title is not accidental, Each time we do this, each time we feel this, it is, um, what do they call it, a dress rehearsal for our ascension. Mm. Mm. It's practice. Mm. Real training. And the more we are able to immerse ourselves in it, really feel what they're giving us. The more we do that, the higher we raise our vibration. So thank you, Sananda. Thank you, Creator. Mm. Yes. That was just a wonderful, magnificent experience. I'm so grateful to be here. So grateful to have the privilege of doing this. Thank you, Meg. Of course. Thank you, Catherine. And thank you, everyone. Oh, boy, I felt everybody today. This mm-hmm. group consciousness we've got is on fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just feel it so cohesive. I see the laughing and the high fives and the dancing and the music. Oh, the smiles. Thank you, everybody out there and everybody on the archives. It's so real. We are such a powerful group. Mm, Yes. I really felt it today. I felt Mm -hmm. everyone there in the arena, everyone there taking part. It was just so powerful. Well, now, I'm going to play the song that was the request from Creator. (laughs) And I know this will give you all a chuckle, but truly, this was requested by Prime Creator. And I think there are probably many levels to the words of this song, but he also likes the energy of it and the silliness behind it, I think. So here we go. We're going and to we'll say see everybody so again. Yes. Please join us again for our group message. And until then, okay. Catherine. Right. Wednesday at 8 Eastern Time. All right. Till then, so long, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, Meg. Bye, Catherine.
I rode my bicycle.